Hello there. Welcome to Holocron Chronicles. This is episode 33-0. My name is Mark, aka the underscore Canardian on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, wherever you want to find me. And uh, I am down one usual co-host this week. So Charlie is joining us as a force ghost. However, <laughs> I am joined by a very special guest, uh, a very special <laughs> guest, Chase, very special guest, yes, yes. Uh, Chase, uh, yes. guest Chase, aka That Gay Jedi on Twitter, YouTube, one of the hosts of Pink Milk After Dark, uh, Fear Queers, did I miss anything? You want to no, introduce that's perfect. yourself there? You that's it. It. Okay, that's good. perfect. Thank Nailed you. It. Thank it. you. Uh, excellent. So Chase, how are you doing tonight? Thank you for joining me. Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. I'm doing good. Uh, it's been a great start to the new year, you know, busy and good. And, um, and my birthday's in a couple weeks. So I'm, I also, I'm like, thank you. I'm one of those people who like loves birthdays. Like I didn't used to like them, but for some reason, as like, as I get older, I'm like, I kind of dig like a day just where everyone treats me great. You know, like who doesn't like that? Yeah. So yeah. So I'm, I want to see on that pre-birthday glow already. So I'm doing pretty good. Perfect. (laughs) How are you? Perfect. That's great. (laughs) Well, my, my birthday's passed, but uh, you know, pretty, pretty okay. Start to, to the year as well. Good. And, uh, and very excited to have you here. Yeah. I'm Um, so excited. Thank you so much. We talked about a little bit before and, and it's, it's been a little while coming. We had Brian on and, uh, and I actually, I absolutely love your show so uh so this is this is great i have to i have to roll through the whole crew so uh yeah so being up next is uh, is really exciting and um before we get into the the stuff we're going to get into i i do want to say uh, i do want to ask a little bit about uh the shows that you're on the stuff that you do uh how did you get into all of that you you mentioned before again we we before we started the uh, that gay Jedi, the YouTube channel, that was mm-hmm. the first thing you did. So yeah, talk, talk a little bit about that. And if, you know, if uh, we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, it was, you know, when we were all staying at home, uh, for the first time I was kind of going, I was revisiting star Wars and I fell right back into it. It was very into it and it was fun revisiting it as like an adult who could kind of like analyze, you know, analyze things in different ways. Um, and then I started getting into a lot of like fan made content, um, and it was something about like the Star Wars fandom has special content creators in it. You know what I mean? Like it, the, I think it's specific to Star Wars. Of course, there's other like huge fandoms and IPs with like awesome content creators, but Star Wars just like delivers something special. Like half of what makes Star Wars Star Wars is the fandom um, making everything. I agree. Right. Yeah. So it was so fun, like just consuming all of that. And then I kind of got to thinking, I was like, you know what? I want to like, add to that you know i want to be there were so many things that i was consuming that made me so happy and i was like i want to hopefully make something that like other people like you know feel the same way about um and i also did notice too like so many people i talked to star wars talked to about about star wars happened to be queer and so then i really started getting curious about like why does star star wars resonate so like fiercely with queer people Mm -hmm. um so that's kind of where it's you know it started and i started my youtube channel that gay jedi um and then i was a guest on pink milk after dark and i it was funny because i was (laughs) i love them so much they're such an they're such a good group of people like they're just so fun and um and I was actually a fan of the show. Like, you know, I was I was, at, I was in the steam room every Friday night watching the show. And then they asked me on, which was like super exciting. And um, I don't know, it was it was an interesting experience because it really felt like home to be with them. But from my perspective, I figured that was because I had watched the show for so long. Right. Um, but when Brian called me, you know, a few days later and, and kind of mentioned the same thing that it kind of felt like home to have me there. And if I wanted to come on the show, like it was really special. So yeah, that's been a really amazing thing. And, um, and I don't know, I just threw out, you know, over the past year, one of my one of my best friends, Beza, like they came up with like, I don't know, we, we kind of like, we both collect VHS, we both love horror and like all this like retro media stuff. And so we figured it might be fun to start a little horror themed pod- podcast. So that's it. That's what I do. And that's kind of like how it all came to be. That's great. So what, what made you do YouTube first? Did you, do you have any experience doing video editing do you like was that something that you you knew a little bit about or were you just like i watch a lot of youtube i can do this screw it let's turn a camera on myself yeah it was that it was the latter it was the latter yeah um and i i really i was really nervous because i mean i i bought everything like 
as cheap as I could, right? Like the only thing I kind of like spurged on was my camera because I didn't know if this was going to last. You know, I was like, this could just be some random hyperfixation, quarantine fever brain. Like who knows? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, I get that. Yeah, you know, you know, yeah, you know the vibes. Um, But I was, I mean, I I, I majored in theater and, and, and performance. So I do like, I do. I'm comfortable with it, you know, and, and I was like, and I watch a lot of YouTube and I was like, you know what, let's do it. Like, that just sounds fun. Sounds like something I think I'd, I would be decent at. And that's kind of what did it. But I really had to teach myself a lot of what was going on. You know, I like, I mean, and I think most content creators have to teach themselves on the daily what's going on, because Absolutely. as we were talking about before we hit record, like there is so much to it and you never know what can go wrong. And it's never as streamlined as you'd hoped it w- hope it would be. But that's also that that um, is part of the fun. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's that's great. Uh, well, you're you're a natural at the podcasting thing, too. And and the videos like you, you just seem I don't, like you said, you kind of seem comfortable with it. I don't know if Thank it's <laughs> uh, if, if it's you or just maybe the theater background or something like that. And I, I yeah. did uh, so. I have a, a double major, and, and one of those was uh, was like English slash theater kind of stuff as well. Oh, so cool. maybe that's uh, I like I like to see where like podcasting and like YouTube people like their backgrounds and stuff. Yes. Um, yes. It's it's always interesting to see like this is completely separate from what I studied because, you know, I, I saw it as like a hobby outlet or something, or they have that kind of training. And then, uh, you know, they, they feel this is another way to kind of express that. So that's, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, aside from content stuff, you mentioned getting back into star Wars. Yes. A couple of years ago. Yeah. How did you first get into star Wars? Um, I first got into Star Wars when I was a kid. I mean, I was born in 1995. So I was born and raised with the prequels. And it was in, I don't know, it was so, I just remember my earliest memories are watching prequels, watching the prequels in my my friend's car, like in a tiny little car TV, like driving to Legoland because I'm born and raised in Southern California. So yeah, okay. that was like the vibe. And that was, it was just so fun to do. Um, and I had really positive memories associated with it. And then it became Spaceballs for some odd reason. Like I never, <laughs> I never even, I don't even think, I think I watched Spaceballs before I even watched the original trilogy. Like I wow. was like watching that all the time as a kid. And I have no idea who like, let me have that that as a kid i don't know where that came from i don't know who put it on but i would watch it frequently and i thought it was fun i loved it and um and then i slipped into the video games and it honestly took me a long time like before i got to the original trilogy like it was a pretty chaotic upbringing into star wars and it was you know it was very much by myself and i i think um I definitely envy the people, you know, the fans who have like these like gorgeous like stories and like Star Wars parallels, like parallels of parents passing it on to them and all that. But I definitely was just kind of like stumbling through it myself. And then I think I just kind of fell out of it. You know, I think I mean, I don't know. It just it, I think because Star Wars stopped making stuff, you know what I mean? And right. then on top of that, it's it, you know, I'm just, just kind of going through high school and just trying to figure mm-hmm. everything else out in life. So. So yeah, so it was like fun to revisit it in, in at the top of 2020, and it I, it's been fun to revisit too because I've realized like you know what what still gets stood out to me and like what still stands out to me and what doesn't still stand out to me and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's fun. What what sparked the revisit in 2020? I think it was because like I'm a huge Marvel fan, like huge Marvel fan, and I love I just love being able to like you know, I have a fandom oriented brain. So I was like, and Star Wars is one that I hadn't like tapped into as an adult. So I was like, I think I just got to try it out. Let's see what the vibe is. And I watched the movies and I found myself like more invested than I thought I would. Like, I mean, just, I was so into it. And then I was like, okay, let's like see how much further this can go. Like, and then I got into like, you know, Clone Wars animated series. I had a lot of catching up to do in 2020. Um, So, and Rebels. So, yeah, I was really impressed with how much it gripped me and how deep that seed was. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I didn't necessarily, I wasn't sure getting into it. I was like, oh, this can, you know, stick around for a second or it can really take hold. And it definitely took hold. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I also, I, I, we, we glazed over a little bit, but like Spaceballs before Star Wars is like knowing the Weird Al <laughs> covers of something and then yes. hearing the real song and being like, oh, yes. 
That's what that is. I love that. That That is is such a good analogy. Yes. Like, and I've, I've done that with a lot of songs. Like I got into Weird Al when I was an awkward, weird little teenage kid or whatever. And it was just like, oh, this is amazing. And I'd listen to like Weird Al and then find some (laughs) other song and be like, oh, that sounds like that Weird Al song. I'd be like, that's what he covered you jackass. God, (laughs) It's a humbling moment, but it's exciting nonetheless. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. But I, I like, and I love Spaceballs too, but I definitely yeah. saw Star Wars first. Uh, so I love that. That's kind of like that, one of those like quirky little things of yeah. like, yeah, Spaceballs led me to Star Wars. It's like, who does that? That's amazing. <laughs> that's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I have yet to revisit Spaceballs though as an adult. So I think right. like I need to, I need to rewatch that soon. I haven't watched it since I was probably like seven or eight. So absolutely. That, that should be a special episode of, of Pink Milk when, oh, when maybe some fun. Star Wars news dies down. Do yes. like the, the Spaceballs rewatch, get yeah. the whole crew to rewatch it. And, uh, and really analyze that movie. And that's and a great idea. Yeah, that's, absolutely. Uh, yeah. That'd be fun. I, I will. I mean, I listen anyway, but I'll listen to that. episode. <laughs> um, so when you, I do want to ask when you rewatch star Wars, because you start it with the prequels, is that where you usually start? Do you like chronological order? How yeah, do you I watch do. them now? If you're, yeah, yeah, I do. I, I really do. Um, yeah. I mean, there's no, I, I was going to say like, maybe, I mean, there's definitely, there's always exceptions, right? I mean, I think one of the best things too about being a Star Wars fan is like, I've no, I just noticed like everyone's like things always change with Star Wars. Everyone's opinions, everyone's like everyone's favorites, everyone's like least favorites, all of it's constantly shuffling, which is so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think as of now, like I really do love starting with the prequels. And I think part of it is probably like meta just in the sense of like, that's what I was born and raised with. So I like to go from like, you know, as early on in my memory, um, in a rewatch. And I also just, I mean, I just, I got to watch Anakin. I got to watch Padme. I got to watch like those characters do their things um, before anyone else does their thing. Yeah. Right. I get it. Yeah. How do you, I mean, how do you watch them? What's your preferred watch order? Oh, I'm all over the place. Are you all a machete anarchist? Uh, no, 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 I, I don't. I'm not, I'm not that all over the place. Uh, so that we are rewatching them and kind of talking about them for the show. And I do yes. like chronological order. Uh, I made up my own watch order a couple of years Ooh. ago. Um, that's you start with uh, episode four because okay. that's, that's where I started. Yeah. Uh, when my aunt introduced me to star Wars, same kind of thing, right? Like you, you kind of start where your comfort food is. Right. Um, so episode four and, uh, and then rogue one, because Ooh. you kind of see like the immediate yep. lead up to episode four, but, and, and realistically you could start with rogue one. Cause it's kind of like, yeah, that sandwich yeah. episode, like 3.9 or whatever. <laughs> um, so, so, but yeah, so those, those two, uh, then empire, then you go back to episodes one, two, and three. Oh, uh, so I like that. Learn, yeah. Uh, the, you know, the, I am your father revelation. Yeah. And then you go back and you say, well, how could Luke's father turn into this thing? And then you go back and watch those and you Mm -hmm. see that, Mm -hmm. uh, you see that happen. And then you, you continue on with return of the Jedi. Uh, and then for the rest, yeah, you basically just kind of watch, uh, force awakens and then go back to solo. So you see Han die. Oh, That's fun. And then, yeah. uh, And then go back to see kind of, again, his origin. So it's, it's a whole bunch of like, see something happen, go find out why it happened. See something happen, go find out like the, the backstory kind of thing. I love that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like it would I add a like lot. That, I just mix it up. Yeah, no, I, and it's fun to mix it up. Yeah. I think also that, that I want I honestly, when I try that, I think that sounds really satisfying and I feel like it would also like give, not that it needs it. Return of the Jedi is like one of my faves, but return of the Jedi. Um, I feel like it would just like give some of that final showdown, like some extra weight to it right after, mm-hmm. you know, packing in the prequels. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cause you, and I, I like that because like you said, it does add a little bit of weight, but you also kind of see, you appreciate that Luke doesn't have the Jedi training that they used to, you know? Yeah. So you, you see like the crazy half hour long epic sword fight. And then you kind of see Luke like flaying or flailing around <laughs> with some stuff. Uh, so now I like to, I like to throw in uh, at least the final episode season two of the Mandalorian. So you do see Luke oh, kind of yeah. being a badass, yeah, and, and you get that little bit of a time jump of like, yeah, maybe he is kind of up in his lightsaber skills a bit. Yeah. Uh, he's not quite a Soka levels, but he's, he's getting a little bit better uh, rather than just flailing about and, you know, 
leading Boba Fett down a Sarlacc pit. Right. (laughs) Have you ever done the, what I've always wanted to do is like a Clone Wars Revenge of the Sith moment, like mixing like the final season of the Clone Wars and like, and like people have like this whole breakdown where it's like you pause Revenge of the Sith here, you go watch this part of the finale, you go press play on Revenge of the Sith, you go back. It's like insane, but amazing. I need to try that. I feel like it'd be an emotional one, but incredible. Yeah. 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 That yeah. does sound like a lot of, I love those kind of mashups and I'm a big Marvel fan as well. Do you ever see, and I just watched this again the other day, um, the, the snap happened in real time. Yes. I watched it on YouTube. Yes. I watched yeah, it like two okay, days ago. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what you're talking <laughs> <Awesome>. about. <laughs> I love that. It's, yeah. it's so good. And, uh, they've even added it now with like Yelena and that kind of stuff. I was just like, about to bring that up. So, yeah. That was, so that scene is incredible to have in Hawkeye. Yeah. That flashback was, I, oh, I my, my, so my jaw was on the floor. I had no idea. Like we'd ever see like things from that perspective without spoiling too much. It was awesome. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, yeah, so pe- people do some great, great stuff, and I, I might have to watch the do that order with Star, like the pause. I, I got, I'll I send to it to you. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you. It's, it's, okay. it's very involved, but I feel like it's completely worth it. And I, I think so cool. honestly, I'll probably do it sometime in March. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Um, yeah. Anything? I mean, I'll uh, like Star Wars is just comfort food. Like I'll just put it on, like if I'm bored yeah. or something. Like I don't, I don't want to go to bed. I'll watch an episode or two of The Mandalorian. Or yes. I just like, that's, that's what I've been watching. I just finished again before Boba Fett came out, like a full rewatch of Mandalorian. It was just oh, like, great. so great. So that show great. is like, it's like every time, like every time you have enough distance from it to like, forget how good it is, yeah. or maybe even assume that it's like in the slightest bit overhyped, you go back and you watch it and you're like, wait, no, <laughs> like yeah. this is as good as I remember. This is good as people say, like it just is quality. It's such a good show. hundred percent, hundred percent. You mentioned favorites and yes. ever-changing favorites. Yes. We just mentioned one of my new favorites, which is uh, added instantly to my new favorite characters, uh, Din Djarin. Yes. And I want to ask you about some of your favorites. So this is going to be kind of rapid fire, but you can go into it if you want to. Uh, favorite movie? I would think I would uh, Revenge of the Sith and Empire Strikes Back. Both of those are like Great choices. Yeah, they're just like they're just good. They're epic, you know, and not that it never needs to be epic, but I think those two and also Rogue One. I mean, Rogue One is one of my favorites. It's such a good time and it's so it's so Star Wars while also like not being involved with anything Star Wars that we know. You know what I mean? That we know yeah. a lot about. So I just love I love Rogue One so much. Rogue One's yeah, so very special. It's very, it, it is different, but the same, like they, yeah, they, they just somehow nailed it. They got and the it, balance. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so, it's such an interesting movie. And then, and such a, and I love it how it sets up instantly to, uh, to new hope. Yeah. Uh, that's so great. Yeah. Uh, favorite character. Um, oh, I would say Din Djarin for sure is up there. Like top three. Ahsoka's on top three. Right now, Afra, like, you know, I just, I'm like, I'm new to Afra, but Afra is just iconic and just so awesome. And she's like, I love Han Solo, but she's like a better version, better version of Han Solo. <laughs> well, she's like the best of Han Solo mixed yeah. with Indiana Jones. Yes, exactly. And like, just also chaos thrown in there. So like, yes. there's a little bit of Loki if you're a Marvel fan. Totally. And it's just like, totally. How so? Okay, how I'm, I'm gonna break what I'm, I thought these were gonna be rapid fire, but frigate. <laughs> uh, we're, and we're gonna get into this later, but whatever, yeah. we'll get into it now. Uh, Black or Santon, how hyped oh. were you when you saw a that character show up yeah. in real life, but b yeah. also potentially setting up Afra? I would live if Afra came, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if she was just like there for a second i think she needs her own disney plus show like i just i adore her so much and i think the world would adore her like people who don't know her and i think that if they did that if they did like a show with her right it would be like on par with the mandalorian um but no seeing black chrysanthemum was amazing i like his costuming is so so good like the shoulder pat like the shoulder spikes were like they looked amazing everything Mm -hmm. about it was awesome and that shot i think it's episode three I think it's episode three where he like rips Boba out of the back to tank is oh, like such three, yeah. a good on like scare. It's just awesome. And seeing a Wookiee yeah. really take kick ass is epic and it's yeah. humbling. It's good to remember. It's good to remember that Wookiees are <laughs> can do that. Especially it's a, a Wookiee that knocked out Chewbacca with those, like the built in yeah. uh, brass electric brass knuckles. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. Straight from the, the comics. So, um, yep. 
they looked great too like oh it's just so fun it's so fun i hope we get more black chrysanthemum i'm I'm a little nervous that he's on his way and we won't see him again but who knows i you mentioned an an afro show and i would love that to be that weird little introduction in that we get right just like boba fett didn't have a massive role in mandalorian you know he was in there enough to kind of like reintroduce the character show this like new direction of the character kind of help out here and there, whatever um, help, you know, Din kind of get to the end point of the the season, but realistically it was kind of setting it up for this new show and maybe Brock right. or being in this is kind of that setup of like, Hey, he just ran off that way. Where's he running <laughs> off to? And it's yes. like, that's the end credit scene for like episode six of like black or like making it to whatever most Eisley and walking into a bar and after yep. sitting there and she's like, so what happened? Yeah. Oh and my then, God. Black Are you kidding? Like, the that would be so epic. 2023. Oh my God. Also, my I have a question. This is something that just popped in my head as you're talking about that, which by the way is a brilliant idea, <laughs> but this is like, I have like a Disney star Wars question for you because BT and, um, BT and what's the other, the killer jo- protocol droid. Uh, uh, I forget his name, but like the, the, yeah. you know, the bad, the bad versions of R2 and 3PO, right? Yes, BT yeah. and I forget his name. Um, everyone's well, screaming at us. Chopper. And cause like no. <laughs> anytime someone mentions killer, I'm just like chopper. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Part of me is like, do you even, even think that like Disney plus would give us those characters because Disney really uses R2 and 3PO and it's branding and marketing and they mm-hmm. like know how much they're adored. And I almost think that I could, I mean, I'm not, I couldn't agree less with this take, but I could see them having the take of, we don't want to see, you know, you know, this is for kids. We, we don't want kids to see like evil versions of their favorite characters. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah. Cause it's, they're pretty, tough, they're, pretty right? they're pretty violent in the, in the comics and the book. Uh, you know? Yeah. I think they'd have to tone down the characterization of them, mm-hmm. but I think they'd still go into it because at the end of the day, it's just another toy they could sell. And that sounds very <laughs> cynical of me. I realize this, but if you looked at the marketing for, I think it was um, the force awakens, mm. like black BB eight was everywhere. Oh, that's a good point. That's a really good point. And that like little evil droid was in, half a frame for a second and kind of like it looked yeah. like he was going to tattle on them when they were breaking into yes. the facility right or that yeah. it might have been the, the last jedi i can't remember i think it was, it was i think it was the last jedi yeah um but either way like they marketed the hell out of that and they were like, yeah. you can, like buy bb8 and the like evil bb8 version yeah. like side by side like they were they were selling those and marketing those and i think if they toned them down so they weren't quite as like murdery it was just right. like well here's a kind of bad version of this droid like I, I right think they maybe if they made them more naughty and like less bloodthirsty yeah yeah maybe, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, i think ways to tone them down and and um, hopefully they don't right like hopefully they yeah. don't but yeah. but yeah but i don't know i just thought about that i just thought i'd get your take and i agree i think that's probably what they'd end up doing i think yeah. they keep them around i mean they're integral to afra um so i think they keep them down and maybe tone, tone them down mm-hmm. although i, I mean <sighs> we say that and then book of boba fett like episode one had Boba just absolutely get his ass kicked for a second. And then the dude's climbing up the building and he just disintegrates. Oh, yeah, him. that's a good, Hey, that, that's a good point. You know, that's like, a good point. They're not holding a ton back. I mean, it's not like blood and guts were spilling everywhere, but like he was still like, and then he turns to Fennec and he's just like alive, please. And it's like, you just freaking <laughs> disintegrated a guy on a wall. <laughs> Boba why is am I supposed to keep these alive. <laughs> yeah. Boba is caught between worlds to say the least. He is uh yeah. Flip flopping for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. Back to my rapid fire questions. I had like yes. literally one more. Uh, <laughs> if you had force powers, light side or dark side? Okay. Light side, but not like in the most like altruistic sense of the light side. I just don't think that's realistic. So right. I'd say like, I know, uh, I don't know, somewhere, somewhere with Ahsoka, you know, try to do good or honestly somewhere with like Ezra. Ezra is very light-sided, but he has like dark side flares and in a realistic way, in a way that like you can learn to not control, but you can, you can learn to allow those to exist while also still doing good. So I'd say more of like an Ezra Miller, maybe Ahsoka Tano in the middle. 
I like it. Is that fair? Is that a cop out? Absolutely. No, I think that's fair. Cause <laughs> I, I think that's realistic. I don't think, yeah. and I think it's, it's unrealistic to think that you could be a Jedi or someone could be a, a, a full on Jedi like they were when, in the prequels, because that obviously wasn't working because that's how yeah. they fell. Right. Uh, you might be able to go back and look at some of the older Republic or high Republic stuff and be like, yeah. you know, I can kind of, but but there, there was more flair to the Jedi, right? Like, mm-hmm. and we haven't really seen that. I think it's kind of happening now in the books and comics and stuff, like yeah. the fall. But, and I'm a bit behind. But, um, you know, I, I to to want to lean a hundred percent into the light side and like following the the strict Jedi code as it was in the prequels. It's kind of like, well you can't do that exactly and expect no. to succeed. That's not <laughs> no. a realistic expectation for a human or person or anyone right. to have. So you have to have that bit of a gray area. So I, I like that answer. I don't think it's a yeah. cop out. I think it's okay. realistic. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 100%. Um, before we get into the book of Boba Fett, I yes. did, I can't have you on the show and not mention blackout star Wars eclipse. Hmm. I've mentioned it, I think, on every single episode of both this and the video game podcast co-op mode on oh, the network thank you. Yeah. Um, since. But most of the time I mention it, I give a quick update of what's going on, or I just say it and say, fuck David Cage. Right. Pardon my French. <laughs> uh, I, I think I said earmuffs last time on the, because I know there's some kids that listen to co-op mode. I don't know if any kids listen to this. If there are, sorry. Uh, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I usually defer to pink milk. I, and I usually mm. tell people to, to follow you, Brian, the crew on Twitter, uh, listen to the podcast. Cause you guys give, I think better updates, uh, and, and, and more personal insight than I can. Mm. Uh, I try to, to stay uh, as much in the loop on things. I try to put myself in those shoes mm-hmm. um, of, you know, the people being targeted. And I, 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 I hate what they've done with yeah. Quantic Dream. And I hate that Lucasfilm has been so quiet. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I wanted to get your opinion and your perspective on things, especially now we're, we're what, a month into the, the, the movement. Yeah. Say, yeah. The, the, yeah. Uh, you guys have hit some amazing milestones uh, trending on Twitter, news articles, yeah. uh, decent amount of attention, I think. But how yeah. are you feeling about everything? Thank you. Well, first of all, thank you so much for, I mean, allowing me to talk about it, you know, and, and being and talking about it on your own too. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate the support because, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's a pretty, I mean, it's a pretty brutal reality that we live in and it's not just quantum dream, quantic dream. Um, you know, it's a, it's a problem that, so many, I mean, so many literally even just video game developers, you know, have, um, but what's, uh, where I'm at with it now, I'd say is, is, um, very disappointed in the silence from Lucasfilm. Like you said, like, it's been a long time since we've been talking about it. You know, we, and when I say we, I don't even mean the pink milk crew, um, or myself, it's just, we, as in the star Wars fans who are upset about, um, David Cage and quantic dream and, and blackout stars eclipse um we have all gotten it trending i think twice on twitter you know we've we've gotten a lot of attention drawn to it like you said and it's there's no it's no secret that like lucasfilm knows what's up you know what i mean it's no secret that they know that there is um a a significant opinion from the fan base regarding um, david cage's i guess involvement in the development of this game um for those who don't have a lot of information on it i mean definitely research it as much as you can research um Research, 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 research. I think we're in an important era where a lot of things can get diluted down to like very simple bullet points. And and I mean that on both sides. You know what I mean? I think at the end of the day, I always, always, especially with like political takes, not that this is a political take, it's more of like a human decency take, but whatever. Um, with stories like this, I think it's important that you do your own research um, and come to your own conclusions. Um, I do have a video out on my channel. This is not me plugging my video. I just think it's a, a good... Well, thanks. <laughs> but I think it's a, I think it's a, a fair assessment of the situation and just a sort of like, you know, I, I just try to make a video where I put out as much information as I could. Um, and with, with articles linked in, you know, everywhere. So even if you don't watch the video, just go to my, by, you know, the description on my video about blackout stars eclipse and just click and read the articles. But, um, 
it's interesting. It's it's um it's very much a a conscious consumerism, you know, critical consumerism issue as much as it is a human decency issue. And not everyone's going to feel the same way about it. But I think that with where Lucasfilm is at in their promotion of Star Wars being for everyone, you know, literally, t- I've bought in t-shirts that say Star Wars is for everyone. Um, and with the promises that they've made to actors like John Boyega um, and, f- and, 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 f- you know, big um, fails they've had with like Marie Tran is um, I think that it's only fair that they at least acknowledge what's going on with the development of this video game. And I think that, you know, even people who don't believe in like the canceling of the game, I don't believe in the canceling game either. I just want it to be handed off to someone else. But, um, you know, for people who are really against Blackout Stars Eclipse, I think that it's important for them to just think about like, you know, well, maybe, maybe they could just at least like, do these very small things. You know, we're not asking for like the world. Like I think people just want to know, is David Cage involved, which he has expressed he is. Um, but if he is like, let's not have that. Let's maybe like talk about, you know, passing on to someone else. We could even keep it with the same developer, whatever. Um, but let's also just make sure that we are aware of it. You know, we're aware of the hurt that it's caused and like, here's what we're going to do to safeguard all the amazing characters and like representation that the high Republic series has given us so far. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. You know, it's, I mean, it it is hard. It's, it takes a huge chunk out of my, it takes a lot of steam out of my love for star Wars. And it, it definitely like slows my train, which no one, no fan wants their train slowed. We want to be full speed ahead. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. Right. Yeah. As, as a big video game fan and a big star Wars fan, that, it's like a double blow. Yeah, right? totally. And, and I don't think anyone's going to deny that watching the trailer, I don't know if you watched the Game Awards live, but watching yeah. the trailer live during the Game Awards was just like, okay, what is this? Oh, this kind of looks Star Wars. Oh, this oh, is Star Wars. Yes. And it was so good. Yeah. And it looked so cool. And then just that name yeah. flashed up at the end and it just took, the wind out of my sails and yeah. so many other sails yeah. that it was just like you said, you don't want the train to slow down, but it's like at, at that point it was like the hype train just hit a wall. It wasn't yeah. even that it slowed down. It was just like, Oh, this sucks. Like yeah. where's fallen order two? Can we just focus <laughs> yeah, on that? Maybe? Let's just go like, back to fallen order two. Right. Just anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other than, other than that. And it's like what I, <sighs> I don't, I don't understand it from a Disney standpoint or a Lucasfilm standpoint right. of like there's been so much shit now, whether it's been tossed out of court or dismissed or, right. or the, whatever has been won or lost or whatever. It's like when you go into business with something that controversial, like, I'd be nervous. I don't hundred percent. I don't yes. own a multi-billion dollar global enterprise, but right. like, <laughs> but if I did, <laughs> if I did, yeah. I'd be like, Hey, maybe let's not go into business with some guy that could be recorded saying something absolutely terrible. Cause like right now they right. seem to like have snuck by. Yeah. And like yeah. nothing's been like recorded, but like things have been allegedly said. Right. And right. it's like, he he said enough stuff on the record, off the record, whatever that it's yeah. like. <sighs> and yeah, and and it's it's frustrating because like it doesn't make sense from a business business standpoint, like you're saying too, because like it it all it takes is like one more person or one person who actually has an, a recording or something like that that That's can it. just like leak it one day, and it's like it not only compromises like the promotion of your game and the selling of your game, but also the legacy of their game. So like, if you want your game to last and you want people to continue to be interested in it, it just doesn't make sense business wise. I agree with you totally. And the other thing too, mm. is like, you know, I think, I mean, a lot of people like to point out that they're just allegations and you know what? They're right. Technically they are just allegations, but like there's so many of the allegations. And also a lot of times when people speak using words like allegedly and like alleged, that's ways to protect themselves because we just happen to live in a country that like lawsuits are there so many, you know what I mean? And it's such an easy thing to go for, um, for someone for speaking out about something. So, you know, 
the word in it of itself is kind of diluted. Um, and on top of that, even if they, even if, even if it is all allegations, there are so, so, so many, you know, and it's just one of the things where it's like, if you have that much, you know, if you have all these people talking smack about you, maybe you have at least one reason why people are talking smack about you, you know? Yeah. yeah. If there's that much stink, there's probably poop somewhere. Yes. Yes. That's like, a really good way to put it. That is a really great way to put it. <laughs> and like, okay. And some of the stuff, like, I don't know if you read the, the Joss Whedon interview. Oh, I, unfortunately. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh my that was God. I didn't read the whole thing cause I couldn't, it was just like everything yeah. he was saying. It was like, Oh, that's exactly what a racist person would say. I know. Or like, that's exactly what like a uh, misogynic yeah. like dick yeah. would say. Like, yes. you know, like, Oh, the, the, the quote that made me stop reading was like, oh yeah, English is in her first language. Oh like, my God. I was out, like, Mark. I, was like, I know. No, I know. God, that was, ins- I like, could not believe no. what I was reading. Like I was like, in, and I'm sorry, but it also speaks to like, <laughs> it's like if you're trying to make yourself not look like an asshole and you say something like that, it does. It's like it, you are just adding proof to everything everyone's saying. And that's exactly the same as I went when it was like, you know, oh, no, I can't be. Uh, oh, yeah. Know, I can't be homophobic. I work with Elliot Page. And yeah. It's like, how many times have we heard that from yes. like some yes. person that's been like, I can't be racist. I had a black friend in high school. Yeah, like, literally. Man, yeah. Come uh, on. Yeah. Man, like that just does not like that is usually like I'm not racist, but is usually right. the like, oh, yes, I am. Yeah. Uh, so like that is the kind of like it's just red flag, red flag, red yep. flag. And it's like, <laughs> is it, why are, is Disney ignoring this? Like someone yeah. just – I don't know. Bring the gaffy stick down. And I know (laughs) it's a good way to put it. I feel like, I feel like, you know, I think I like to think that we get an actual statement and maybe even not an apology. I don't expect a corporation to apologize. I don't think they would ever do that, but I I do expect, I would like a, a statement of some kind, but I like, I also think that like, unfortunately but also good but like best case scenario i feel like they're just gonna let it all just die out like the game's mm-hmm. just gonna stop getting news it won't be made and we'll all just forget that stars eclipse is even you know premiered as a as a as an option at the game awards maybe i don't know yeah it's i mean it's it's happened with other games uh before yeah. and will happen with other games again and and yeah. this this could be one of them and uh the the every news report now is like oh there's production delays there's problems with yeah. this there's people leaving the company it's like it, all signs could be pointing towards like we bit off more than we could chew on this one and we're right. sorry to see it go <laughs> uh which is like you know marketing pr spin for like yeah, yeah lucas uh shut us the fuck down yeah totally so, totally um, I'm hoping, yeah, I'm hoping that whatever the goal is, whatever the the outcome is, I'm hoping that people are happy with it. Yeah, me too. Um, totally. And and whether that's coming out with with an apology, which I think would be amazing, but like you said, kind of maybe not uh, super realistic. Super, yeah, yeah, uh, super high on the list of things that that could happen. But um, I just, yeah, I hope there's there's some sort of re- resolution to it. And uh, same. And worst case scenario, if this game is out, if this game actually comes to fruition, I just hope people don't play it. I know. Speak with your wallets, you know, yep. and, and there's so much, uh, I mean, we just saw today news broke as, uh, you know, the, the morning that we're recording this uh, news broke that, that Microsoft just bought Aqu- Activision oh, Blizzard. Yeah. I saw that. Uh, so the, there's more and more games coming to services and that kind of thing. But I, I already stated, um, before and and you know I, I hope people will kind of think about it this way too uh even if the game comes on a service like game pass don't give it your time not mm. not only just don't give it your money but like don't even give it the time of like just just make this thing a dud yeah you know like if, yeah. if you're feeling passionate you're feeling strongly about it uh make sure that you do the follow-through because so many times i see people complain and they're like oh i hate where whatever Pokemon is going. And I hate this. Yeah. I've got my pre-order for the new game, but I really hate it. You know, like, yeah. and it's, it happens so much. And yeah, you know, I've, I've done that. Like a few years ago, I had a big rant about how much I was like unsure about where the switch was going to be. And like, they, they announced right. it with like the one, two switch. And I was like, what is this? We yeah. two? Come on. Like, it definitely felt like that at first. Yeah. Right. And then it launched it. Like, luckily it launched with breath of the wild and it's been oh. amazing. It's one of my favorite yeah. all time systems, but like, yeah, 
I had a big rant about like, I can't support this until I see something great. Yeah. And it, you know, it was, it was like, I, I, I didn't have a pre-order at that point until mm-hmm. they showed me something great. And then it was yep. like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess they yeah. can get my money. Uh, yeah. But it was, it was tough also as a, a like lifelong Nintendo fan yeah. to be like, okay, I'm seeing the pre-orders go up. Yeah. I, I just had, you know, an hour long rant about how unimpressed I am with this thing. <laughs> and I just don't want to reward Nintendo for being crazy. Right. Uh, I, I get it. Pre-order? Do I press the button? Do I do yeah. the thing? And, uh, and it's the same kind of like, do I want to miss out on a star Wars video game? Yeah. Yes, I do in this case. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cause there's something hopefully better coming along and, and yeah. you know, We'll go go replay Fallen Order because that game's great. That game and that is replayable. That game is, is. everything. I yes. yeah, I can't wait for for hope. I I'm kind of hopeful we get news on a second one at Star Wars Celebration. Me too. I was just talking to someone on Twitter today. Uh, art at Artsy Moni M O N I, and she did like a great piece of artwork for Ooh. um for for Marin. The, the night sister oh, I who I that. thought was like such a, a great character who got so little time with the crew. Totally. She was kind of the, totally. the last edition. And, uh, and we, we started talking back and forth about like, I just said, I love the character. I'd love almost the second game to be focused around her and Cal be a supporting character Yeah, and explore the power of the night sisters. Cause that's oh. kind of a fallen order too. It's the order of the night sisters. So you could, Oh my God. That's right, thank great. You. Uh, that is such yeah. an idea. Yeah, so and she she kind of loved that too. Um, she said, "I love Cal, but totally agree. It's been uh, so much for it, it would be so much fun to explore her and her powers." So I, I really okay. think I gotta go find that Twitter convo when we're done here today. That is that is uh, a great sure. idea. Yeah, um, anyway, we we have uh, we have gone down a, a rabbit hole of of awesome <laughs> stuff, but I do want to start it. to bring it back to. Yeah. Uh, to the Ma- or I almost said the Mandalorian to Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> uh, we are going to be covering chapters two and three on this one. Yes. For me, these two kind of blend together. I think you mentioned it before. Mm-hmm. Like, I think this was in episode three, and it, it, it that, that definitely was. Uh, yeah. Blacker Sand and ripping him out because the episode two was like the threat of like right. sleep lightly. Yeah. And he didn't sleep lightly enough because like Blacker Sand was like, <laughs> hey, what's up? I'm going to take you out. But, yeah. Um, so chapter two, and again, forgive us if we start to blend some things together or if I do, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, no, we'll I probably will too. They definitely blurred it for me as well. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk maybe overall story and we'll see what, what lands in chapter two and three. So uh, yeah. what did you think of these two with, you know, we saw the, a little bit more backstory of Boba after, after episode one kind of finished of him defeating that giant sand monster thing yes, and kind of being yeah. welcomed in. This was kind of his training. He's getting to know the, the, the Tuscans. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's getting a little bit more into their group. Um, and, you know, we saw that the train heist, we saw Ooh. in modern days, the, the, the twins, Blacker Santon, of course, uh, yep. that we've mentioned, and, and a little bit more of what's going on in the underbelly. Yeah. So, what what overall did you do you think of these kind of episodes? Um, I thought I thought you know it's so funny. I think I I loved episode three. Episode three, I think, is my favorite episode so far. Um, I think that it, it's fi- episode three finally delivered a little bit more of like a concrete thing to hold on to like plot to hold on to for modern day boba you know contemporary boba like present Mm -hmm. day um so that was really great that being said episode two is iconic i mean all that time we got with the tuscans was absolutely powerful Mm -hmm. um and that train heist was everything that train heist was like one of my trains favorite train scenes i've ever seen in star wars and marvel like it was just epic and the amount of planning they took they just took their time playing that whole thing and it really paid off um and and introducing the pikes is so fun just seeing them in live action and like mm-hmm. seeing i love i love their costume work for this this show um i like it more than i think it was solo right we saw it we see a pike yes. in solo yeah, yeah and I, I love their look for this one i mean animated is always going to hit harder but that's hey that's because you can do a lot of things in animation you can't do in live action but um i just love having the pikes there because they're so intimidating they're very threatening um 
obviously getting like black chrysanthemum and getting the huts are awesome 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 things um but yeah i think episode two i just loved i felt like that was a really nice long flashback that we really got to sit in in a way we didn't really get to like relax in flashbacks in episode one so i felt i was grateful just to kind of like hang out in one area for a bit Mm -hmm. um but flashbacks are great you know i'm not i'm not here to you know poo poo on flashbacks um but yeah see episode three i think for me really gave me something to glob on to for like you know for the future of this series but what about you yeah i'm feeling the same way i i love both of these episodes i i kind of called a little bit what they were doing in episode two of spending so much time in the flashback mm. and really getting to show the humanization, the personal kind of aspect of the Tuscans. And I said, I, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that they're not setting it up. So he yeah. comes back from a mission and everyone's dead. Yeah. And that's kind of, but I, I also kind of called that, I think even before we really even saw this because I, you know, why, at the end of, of Mandalorian, why did Boba decide to take over the crime syndicate? Mm. Uh, so my whole thing was he's he's thinking he's going to be able to do something better. Why does he think he's going to be able to do something better? Well, he saw some problems with that. So it was either – I didn't know it was going to be Tuskins, but I figured right. he, he saw something going on in the underbelly and thought like I could rule that kind of as a, a, as a gentleman rather yeah. than yeah. just a, a, a – you know. Uh, underbelly crime crime boss right um so with that i i did kind of call what happened in episode three um and some people have been saying this is kind of like a girlfriend in the fridge type, type situation i don't know if you're familiar with that i, I that am not phrase uh <laughs> so that happened in i believe it was green lantern comics uh i am not a comic pro by any means so if i got the comic book wrong sorry i apologize uh todd and charlie will both come after me don't worry about it (laughs) um but it was basically yeah a a love interest was introduced and like the next episode she ended up dead in stuffed in a refrigerator and it was just so like basically like introduce a character for an emotional manipulation and then kill that character off and you you know but yeah, so it happens all the time. You can yeah. probably think of a dozen Disney movies that introduce a parent and then kill them off so you feel yeah. sorry for the main protagonist and, right. and they appear kind of vulnerable or whatever. And this was that. Yeah. It was uh, Dances with Wolves in Tatooine Yeah, uh, is what a lot of people are saying. And <laughs> you can probably pick apart some other things of, you know, like the the human savior kind of thing, helping mm-hmm. the – the, the simple tribe in the mm-hmm. desert and and some real world connotations and, and possible problems with stuff like right. that. Um, but I also thought it did a great job of, like I said, humanizing and giving a personal touch to a, a group that in most movies and stuff have been just kind of dismissed as like they're savages. And we saw a little bit of that in Mandalorian and I'm so happy they explored yeah. that over here yeah. of – they're intelligent this is their land like we're trespassing here right they know what's up like just kind of leave them do their thing they're they're happy doing their thing and uh and it is kind of interesting to see boba fett kind of directly lead to possibly their death um Mm -hmm. because he encouraged them to fight he encouraged them to do the amazing epic train scene Mm -hmm. and uh did that cause then, you know, the Pikes or whatever mm. crime boss set the hit out on them. Mm. Uh, so I, I'm hoping they keep exploring that yeah. and his guilt over that because maybe if they just kind of stepped back and took their little pot shots and stayed in the shadows, like there wouldn't have been a hit on them. And yeah. that's something he's going to have to deal with, right? So yeah, I, I thought it was incredibly like emotionally complex uh, yeah. for, for that kind of situation. Yeah, no, that's a really good. I mean, I think it's it is a completely complex situation with regards to like in the world and also like it like in the world of Star Wars, also in the writers' room for Star Wars, and also in the world we all live in, right? Like there, there's a lot of nuance to the situation, and um, I am happy that they have continued to humanize the Tuscans, and I understand that Star Wars is like built on tropes, you know, and it I, it would have been an awesome trope to maybe subvert this time and make a statement. They didn't want to do that. You know, that was their choice. And I, and I can see how it's like a very frustrating thing and also just a very harmful thing. I, I understand like the repercussions of storytelling choices like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But where I'm hopeful is I like to think that we'll see Boba can like, even though his tribe is no longer with him um, and maybe even like, because his tribe is no longer with him, he is even more motivated to fight for like the liberation of the Tuscans. Um, I, I will say I will never stand. I mean, like I will never stand by this choice. If he just completely drops that plot point, you know, if Mm -hmm. if Boba just like stops caring or even thinking about Tuscans, I don't see how he could because they're so integral to his development as a human. Um, But yeah, I like to think that he'll continue to be like an ally to Tuscans. Um, And like you said, maybe, maybe have a reason to um, be sort of like a crime Lord of a certain kind that can really be an ally. Um, for the Tuscans. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think, again, this show is yeah. going to work a lot better in full context of the full series. I, I agree. I think this is going to be something that as soon as it's done, you want to just start back at the start because yes. then you have the full picture. And it'll and, be better. Yeah. Right now we don't. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I really think you're you're onto something there. Like, I, I can't see them finishing this show and not having him, whether it's the Tuscans or as we saw in episode three, where he's saying like, you know, the dude came up, you know, asking if he saw his stapler or sorry, no, saying they don't respect you. I don't yeah. know if you saw Office Space before. Yeah, yes, so, yeah. No, I got the reference. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. I always have to check because that's uh, uh, one of those obscure movies. Yeah, there's a niche little. Yeah. Um, but so, you know, and, and he, you kind of think maybe you'll help this guy. And then he says, like, lower your water prices and I'm going to hire the gang that just stole from you. <laughs> and he hires the, uh, the super go-go power rangers yes uh that i friggin love so let's let's pause there for a second okay because there's been a lot of kickback oh yeah (laughs) so before we keep going with like you know explorations of like all this stuff and like yeah i want to stop and and ask your opinion on some of the let's say controversial stuff so the first one boba just having a good time and being goofy and be like, here's oh, the, the speeder, like ride it like a bantha. Yes. I thought that was hilarious. It, awesome. It was such a, a, a fun moment of like, he's frustrated. He's yeah. trying to teach them. He's just having fun. Uh, and I think we saw some real like Tamara Morrison kind of coming yeah. through there too, of just yeah. like, I'm in a Star War. Let's yeah. do this. Yeah. You know, like, I, I loved it. I, and, and then you see the hate on Twitter. And it yeah. was the same thing. This week with episode three or last week, whatever. Yeah. With, uh, with zipper gate. Yeah. Oh my God. Zipper gate. Yeah. People need a fucking hobby. Uh, that's all (laughs) I can say. And, uh, so I, I, we got uh, a message. I I got a message on Twitter, uh, from, from Abby, who's been on the show a couple of times, uh, kid Sidious. Uh, and she, like, she said the zippers, Mark, the zippers, uh, And and she she found out yesterday uh, she was featured in an online article as a fan who pointed out that Luke's flight suit zipped up in go. Empire Strikes Back because Zippergate is a thing that deserves a news article, I guess. <laughs> oh boy, what, what are your thoughts on the <laughs> Zippergate? Is this a thing? Are people just bored from another round of like? Lo- I don't know if there's lockdowns where you are. But like there's some more lockdowns coming up this way. And like, yeah, you know, like are people just that bored? I think, I think, yes, I think uh, boredom is definitely, (laughs) definitely, I like, I mean, I, I cannot rationalize it any other way. Um, but well, first actually really quickly to speak on the, but like a Bantha, I mean, that was totally like a Tamara moment, which I loved. And like you said, and I also think that like people who are so quick to like, like dismiss it as like not Boba Fett. We've never seen Boba Fett as a teacher. We've never seen Boba Fett in that role of a teacher. Do you know what I mean? And like, I don't know if you've ever like taught a class or like taught like a short thing, like anyone who like teaches, there's different sides that come out of you when you teach. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a type of being, it's a type of like a way of like existing. So Mm -hmm. I actually love the fact, I think it added so much nuance to Boba's character where it's like, Oh my God, I think he kind of, loves teaching you know what i mean which also kind of also maybe play maybe we don't know yet but maybe plays into like i call them the skittle crew like the the power rangers like you call them <laughs> like the skittle crew it's like you know him bringing in the skittle crew maybe he'll teach them a couple things and maybe teaching just brings out a playful side in boba you know what i mean um yeah but for zipper gate i gotta say definitely boredom i also think that 
we live in a world that's like just like we live in a post binge world, right? Like, you know, weekly episodes don't exist anymore. Um, so when we get them, I think we almost don't know what to do with them. And we spend and there's so much fun that comes with it, right? Like, an, you know, analyzing and picking things apart. But inevitably, especially in um, Internet spaces like Twitter, um, it's going to go negative. And um, I also think I mean, this might be a little bit out there, but I do think that sometimes because we are living in in a continually pandemic world i think people are very desperate um Mm -hmm. to lose themselves in media and if the slightest thing takes them out of it i think it makes them that much more frustrated right right um yeah i I think you you nailed it there uh, with with all of those reasons i think could be a perfect storm of like why is there a zipper in star wars yeah because twitter is twitter is of a place and yeah. it's, <laughs> it's, a uh, it's it. uh yeah it's pretty bananas that's so place yeah. yeah uh that's that's all that needs to be said about twitter really right and i spend a, a, too much time probably on twitter but uh yeah but try not to go down those rabbit holes too much because right. i really enjoyed these little cyborg skittle I love power them. rangers yeah like they're great yes and uh it was a throwback to george lucas with american graffiti yep. and it's like Star Wars, but also different. And it, yeah. it for me kind of just worked of yep. like, why wouldn't there be a fifties biker gang yes. street youths yes. kind of cyborg enhancement, power ranger, Skittle team, go, go, yeah. whatever. Like they should <laughs> exist. Why yeah. not? And they have zippers. Get over it. It's, and it's I, also one of those things that actually makes Star Wars feel bigger. Like, you know, everyone yes. talks about, everyone wants to complain about Star Wars starting to feel small choices like that make it feel massive because it shows us that we don't know as as much as we know about star wars and i like to be proven that wrong you know that i think i know a lot about star wars like i love to be proven wrong on that and we're seeing that all over star wars it's not just in we have a rock jedi in the high republic right (laughs) go with it (laughs) just guess what star wars is weird right Um, right enjoy the zippers so that's (laughs) i don't uh (laughs) Going back into the episodes, uh, any favorite scenes that that stuck out to you? I think like the black chrysanthemum uh, oh, yeah. is, is going to stand out. Um, yeah. Any anything else that stood out for you? I think in episode three, our like introduction to the Skittle crew, like just standing around the like with their scooters and having Boba come in and make the choices that he made to be like, you lower your water your water prices, you come with me. Like I love that scene for those reasons, just character building wise. Um, but I also just loved, I thought that was like, and I don't know, this might be just me, but I feel like that was like one of the first scenes in the entire show so far where I really felt like I was in the scene with what was going on. It felt very mm. intimate. It was really well lit. And it just was like pretty to look at. You had these like pretty scooters glowing in the firelight. You know what I mean? Like, and it just and it felt very intimate. Poorly lit. Like that yeah. was a thing with that dark scene. Like yeah. it was super well lit that yes. it took you into the scene. Right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So like, I think I just loved that scene because I just like, that was like such a standout moment. I felt like I was in it and it was great for character development. So that was definitely a standout. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. What about uh, you? You already mentioned the train scene. Oh, so yeah. that was, I love a good train heist. And this was yeah. like the cream of the crop. Notch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is good. Uh, for me, I'm going to go back to, to episode two. Mm-hmm. with mine and making the gaffy stick after his little oh. lizard vision his, quest vision quest yeah. trip to the desert uh which i also very much enjoyed so great. um that was yeah i thought i oh man, have, have you seen the memes with uh they they open the little egg thing that the lizard is in mm-hmm. and it's the the geico lizard being like <laughs> hey i want to talk to you about uh car insurance <laughs> I died. I have not um, seen that, but that is great. very, very funny. Yeah, it's great. Uh, however, my, that so that one's not my favorite scene, but I love the memes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do have to mention the, the gaffy stick building because oh, yeah. building in Star Wars is something that I've always loved, yeah. whether it's building my own lightsaber or building mm-hmm. lightsabers. One of my favorite episodes of the Clone Wars is when the younglings build their own lightsabers yes. and they go on the quest and, and all that kind of stuff to get their kyber crystals. One of my all-time favorites. Uh, so this one, after seeing the, the I'm going to say high-tech, high-skill, precision, Beskar armor building in Mandalorian, seeing that kind of lightsaber building in other things. This one bringing it with, it's, it's a literal stick in a desert, mm. 
they're they're flame roasting it and and using pretty primitive tools mixing it with some metal and it's it's kind of scrapped metal and stuff it's uh where they built it is based off some original ralph mcquarrie artwork as well so i thought it was a a actual beautiful scene yes Uh, but i thought there was just something so natural and visceral about that and personal on his journey again so that was to me one of those standout scenes that was just like this is world building person building uh like just just lore building it's it's one of those kind of things that i'm like i want to build a gaffy stick now let's let's do that i built i built the lightsaber uh i have a mando helmet let's let's go stick making i love Uh, that yes (laughs) yes and it adds so much like you said to his character and like even like going back and watching like this scene where he just kicks fucking oh sorry when he kicks but i don't know how Uh, when he just kicks ass and on all the stormtroopers and in yes. Mandalorian, like, but it's like now it's like that that scene. I couldn't, I didn't think that scene could get any cooler. But here we are with this incredible gaffy making scene. Yes, and, and now I'm like that scene hits even harder now. It adds more weight to it. Yeah, totally. And it makes it a more you understand why he wouldn't just take out the first stormtrooper and then pick up a gun. This is right. it's an extension of him. Yes. And you see him training with it and you see him yes. building it and it's it is a personal extension of his body and whether he's running through I, I also I love the bar scene and introducing Luke's friends from yes. the deleted scene and yeah. hope. I thought that was great. So cool good. callback. Um but but seeing him be so skilled and so good with that where he he's taking on these people with blasters and then realizing like it, it and it kind of reminded me of Iron Man 3 of like yes. if if you can't be Iron Man without the suit then maybe you're not Iron Man. So it's like yes. if you can't be Boba Fett without the suit and the fancy toys, well guess what? He's Boba Fett when he has a frigging stick in his hand. Yeah. He is still Boba Fett and he is still a threat. And people have been saying they don't like this version of Boba. He's not a bloodthirsty killer. He's not this, he's not that. <laughs> He doesn't have to be to be intimidating. <laughs> right. He right. can be the baddest guy in a room yes. without touching a blaster yeah. because he knows there's no one in that room that can, that can do anything. Yep. And that to me is the kind of like power and intimidation that comes from experience, uh, assuredness, but not cockiness. Mm-hmm. Kind and of not thing. having and to I prove love, anything. Yeah. And not having to prove anything. And I yeah. love seeing that side of Boba Fett and it, to me makes him a much more interesting leader, uh, a much more interesting crime boss and a much more interesting character because he's got nothing to prove to anyone but himself at this point. And that makes him dangerous in a very different way, but I think a more dangerous way than just some guy that walks in and shoots everyone. Yeah, no, that's not that exciting. And a lot of people can do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 definitely. For sure. Uh, Last thing I want to ask, yeah. theories for where you want to see this go in the future. What's the next, we, we get the next episode dropped tomorrow. Yeah. Literally in a few hours from when yeah. we're recording this, where, where do you want it to go? Where do you think we're going? Um, I would love to go with, with like access to water, like for like mm-hmm. tattooing. I, I mean, it's a little out there, but I would love it if there was like a push for that. Like I said, ad, like advocacy for uh, for Tuscans. I want a lot more Fennec. I love Fennec so much. I think she's such a badass, and I think she works really well in like really quiet ways. That being said, I would love just like more of her and like maybe less quiet ways. I just would love to see like what like what her Boba's relationship has been like over the years. Um, but also just her be herself. So mm. definitely that. Um, I'm definitely a, like hoping for some crimson, some crimson action. Um, yes. Yeah. And I, I'm trying not to get my hopes up, but I don't think that the Pikes are the ultimate big bad. So I do expect we'll get some more big bads out there. Um, and honestly, I just want, I also really want some development with the Skittle crew like that. I, one day I should really learn their name, <laughs> but <laughs> for now, Skittle, Skittle crew. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I really hope we get, we get more development with them. You know, I think that yep. they've set up really cool group of people and I, I hope we get more but you know they got a lot of sp- plates spinning so um yeah so what do you think and also i have a specific question to add in for you is do you think that the rancor is like a trojan horse situation do you think Ooh, that's like a trap good call um yeah because we didn't touch on rancor and i love rancor and again sure <sighs> like the tuscans it's something that has been in the yeah. movies like uh, just just a, a 
ravenous beast, right? And right. like they're not. Like if you if you've looked at any of the lore, they're kind of like not. They're, they're pretty docile aside yeah. from when they're provoked. Again, something that ties into Night Sisters, which uh, <sighs> give me more. And yes. um, ah, man, I never thought about that. I really. I hope not. Me too. I hope it's just kind of yeah. a cool thing for for Boba to to bond with, and I love Danny Trejo. Me too, and I don't want him to be a bad role. guy. Oh, I just God, want him no. to be like a really sweet Rancor handler. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I hope so. Um, so where do I want it to go? I I do. I know you said you don't want to get your hopes up, but I'm hoping like full Crimson Dawn. Let's get yeah. some like warring factions. Some like yeah. you know what happens after Maul dies and, and yeah. whatever, and and just uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I want. Yeah. So. I may be getting my hopes up, but like, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> well, I hope this, I hope we're the same. So I'm hoping with you. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> uh, well, let's, let's wrap it up there. We went even a little longer than I anticipated. So thanks yeah. for sticking with me and, and thanks for joining me. Um, where can people find you? I know we'd already talked about it, but it's been a long episode. So remind <laughs> people where they can find you on the internet. Yes, you can find me on YouTube. I'm That Gay Jedi on YouTube. Um, also on the Pink Milk After Dark live streams on every Friday night. Um, you can find me on Twitter at underscore That Gay Jedi. If you just want to read random thoughts or see pictures of things I buy, because I like buying little action figures. Um, and then you can also listen to Fear Queer's um, uh, queer horror podcast um, for everyone. So that's where you can find me. Perfect. That's great. And I definitely encourage any listeners to, uh, to follow all of the things and, Thank uh, you. and, and go along with it, with that stuff. Uh, remember blackout star Wars eclipse, yes. uh, and, and follow you guys for, for all of that stuff as well. So, uh, again, Thank you so much for joining. Uh, you. you can find you can find me at the underscore Canardian on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. I'm trying to do a, mo- a little bit more Twitch streaming, uh, although I'll talk about that on the video game podcast. I try not to bring video games, but Charlie's <laughs> not here, so haha, Charlie, <laughs> deal with it. Uh, you can find Charlie at the C three and uh, and at Secret Friends U. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Chase, once again. Thank you for everything. This was so fun. Thank you, seriously, for the opportunity. This was awesome. Excellent. Well, may the force be with you. Rex, play us out.